Lenny Kravitz, love him or hate him, dude's got a great body. Yes. Yeah. And they knew they're shooting this. They're like, we got a, a like unbuttoned shirt all the time. I feel like that's how he, like, that's his, his vibe though. Is that how he you lives know? his I life? I feel like <laughs> that's how I want him to live his life. That's how I picture it. I think, um. Leading porn safaris across across the world. Leading porn safaris, <laughs> never buttoning up shirts. That is, it's kind of like um, 2000's Matthew McConaughey became 2020 um, Lenny Kravitz. They're yeah. like the same guy 20, 20 years apart. Because Matthew McConaughey, you couldn't put a shirt on him for no, like five years. No, you couldn't keep it on. No. Yeah. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You are here. You found us somehow. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Shotgun, Shotgun Wedding. Wedding. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening, if you could do us a favor and leave a review, that would be so, so helpful as well. If you hear anything on any of our podcasts that you want to reach out about, you want to talk more about, maybe you just want to see a little bit more about the behind the scenes on the podcast at Romcom Rewind on Instagram. We put everything up there as well. Uh, we have a TikTok. Now, before we get into today's episode, there is something important that we need to learn from our girl, Sarah. Oh, okay. If you're a part of the RCR fam, you probably know a few things about Sarah. One, <laughs> d- d- lawful to an extreme. You know, okay. Judge Sarah shows up on our pod often. She hasn't made an appearance in a while. She is judge, jury, sometimes executioner <laughs> as well. She Sarah is the law. Oh, my God. Especially when it comes to airports. Oh, okay. Sarah also cannot stand being sung to. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. Oh, my God. So, I just want to take a moment to talk about Sarah's genuine worst nightmare actually occurred <laughs> so afraid right in now. Iceland last week. Actually, I think it was two weeks ago. This flight was stuck on tarmac oh, for yeah. 10 hours, and there happened to be some musicians on that flight. So to paint a picture, everybody is in their seats except for these five ladies who are singing. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Some John Denver. Everybody's sitting down. One more time! Nobody else is singing along with them either. I would how I would die. You're you're die. on You're on this flight for ten hours just sitting there. The fact that they like it was the one more time. I'm like, no, not again. Nobody wants this. I think I would request at some point for them to just sit down and to stop singing. How would you do it? Because they're performing. So do you like, do you do the whole like grab the guitar and be like, hey. I'm notorious for shooting my hand up. Oh, you'd raise your hand yeah, like you're in class. I would. Right, because you're so lawful, Sarah, you couldn't possibly interrupt them without <laughs> first prompting them also, that you're like, about to interrupt Again, it's them. like my worst nightmare, so like I don't want to acknowledge that it's happening to me. However, I would just sit there with a really pissed off face and just like wait until they acknowledge me and then be like, um, you need to stop. I, I, I love how we set up Sarah's own personal hell. Like this is your this nightmare is and you're still hell. like, well, it's only appropriate if I raise my hand first to try to end this. Excuse me. Well, I don't want to be rude. Oh God. That is such a Sarah response. But I love it. That would be my absolute worst nightmare. <laughs> 
continuously listening and like what was that? Yeah, oh I'm God, sure they're looking at everybody like with like a super happy face being like, they are. yeah, this yeah. is like the best thing ever. No, this is literally hell. <laughs> if you find that video on TikTok, you look at the comments. Oh. This, these poor musicians, they got raked over the coals because everybody collectively agreed this Rightly is the so. worst thing. Like in what world was that a good idea for them to decide to do that? Like <laughs> what, what possessed them to say, this is a great idea. Let's get out our guitars and sing. No. Oh, uh, shotgun wedding <laughs> is a brand new Amazon prime romantic comedy directed by Jason Moore. This is the story of Tom played by Josh. Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel uh, and Darcy played by Jennifer Lopez. It's the night before their wedding. They're on a private island in the Philippines. We meet Tom's mom, Carol, played by Jennifer Coolidge. Darcy's parents, uh, Renata and Robert, played by, uh, I hope I get these names right, Sonia Braga and Cheech Marin. It's Cheech from Cheech and Chong. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah. I did notice the name, actually. Uh, all is going kind of well in that special way that rehearsal dinners are kind of hectic and a little bit weird. Like Darcy's ex, Sean, played by Lenny Kravitz, shows up <laughs> out of the blue to cause a little bit of drama. Nothing crazy. The real conflict in our story, though, is the following day, the day of the wedding, when pirates crash the island. They try to take everyone captive and ransom Dar Darcy and her father for a cash payout. That's your lead in for Shotgun Wedding. What are your thoughts? To the pool! There are pirates, and they took everybody hostage. Where is the photo of the pride? Robert! Robert, they're calling you. Thanks a lot, Carol. Here's the plan. We're gonna head to the next island for help. On my count, ten, nine... Why are you counting from ten? What is this, a rocket launch? Okay, fine, on four. This weekend hasn't exactly gone to plan. Pirates chasing you wasn't on your vision board. This movie is an action-packed rom-com. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's on the levels of like Killers with um, Ashton Kutcher and yeah. Catherine Heigl, um, but like possibly better. You know, like I just find they put the scenes really well together. Like they they did a really good job at putting everything together. Um, this is on my fantasy draft. It is. I just you're right. Remind everyone. Um, so I really enjoyed it. It it was a a good rom com done again with J Lo. Like she always does, you know, rom coms that are good. Like they're 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 not blow you out of the water spectacular. Like you know. Well, she did do. I would say Wedding Planner and Made in Manhattan were blow you out of the water good. They were really good. This one, you know what? It's it it was really good, but just more action packed rom com. It wasn't necessarily more like it wasn't about their romance and like their budding romance. There was no meet cute. They already met. They were going to get married. It was more about like the action and them working as a team to to um, overcome both the things that were happening in their relationship, but also saving the people that they loved. So I thought it was really fun. I liked it. It was like a great way to, you know, kick off 2021 with a bang, a shotgun. Did you say 2021? Nope, I did. Wow. I don't know what I was thinking. The pandemic does wild things to yeah, people. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was, was, a, it was a great way to kick <laughs> off 2023 with a bang Jesus. shotgun. Uh, yeah, this is just a good, fun action rom-com. Yeah. It feels like a throwback to a lot of like 2010s, like early 2010s rom-coms. Um, I do agree with you. I literally have it written down. Feels a little like Bounty Hunters mm, meets mm -hmm. Killers is kind of the, the comp I'm going with. 
Great acting. I think it's just great to see yeah. J-Lo doing rom-coms again. I know. Uh, same with Josh Duhamel. Jennifer Coolidge is fantastic comedic <laughs> yeah. relief. And actually, a lot of like the supporting characters in this are really funny. Lenny Kravitz, yes. love him. He was funny. He was funny. It's interesting because, because I'm like, do I want Lenny Kravitz to act more? I don't know. I, don't I like know. that we just got him in like like a little like, uh, you know, put, taste. put just some spice taste. on your chicken. You know, it's just a little bit of something. Mm, I haven't had that before. But like, I'm not really... <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm excited to have it again, but like I'm not it's gonna nice. ask what spices were on it. But yeah, like. I think we had an appropriate <laughs> amount of Lenny Kravitz here. So no, thank I liked you. it. One thing that does drive me crazy, and I think it's a symptom of all films that are action rom coms. Yes, just drives me crazy that the main couple always got a bicker for like forty minutes at some point in the movie, either right off the top, like in Bounty Hunter or midway through, like in this one and Killers, you know, Mr. and Miss Smith does the same thing. No, not quite, but like it's a similar why they always got to fight. Why can't we just have them both collectively overcoming a thing much like Game Night? Yes. That was a little bit more less bickering, more like problem solving. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. I never even realized that. But even in that one, the couple, they did have their their issue or whatever. I find in all action romantic comedies, they're like, well, the the main couple's got to have an issue of some kind. Is that what like real marriage is? You know, just like bickering and like action packed <laughs> rom-coms. I think, like, I think that's how solving, they set it up. Solving right? murders and problems. And <laughs> anytime we have people who have already been married, it's like, well, they got to hate each other. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, do they yeah. have to hate each other? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They have to argue about something <laughs> right? Like, all the time. I guess. I don't know. Um, but I just thought it was, it's, it's a fun, good easy watched you don't need to think too hard about it and a great thing especially you know if you're trying to get the family in or trying to get some significant others involved there's action so even if you don't you don't like rom-coms there's things that are blowing up so that should appease Many the things. non-rom-com crowd yeah yeah like it, it wasn't too sappy you know it was like a, a good mix of everything actually yeah it was so this movie opens up, like you mentioned, at a resort in the Philippines and the bride and groom will be getting married there and it's their rehearsal dinner. It seems as though the groom is a groomzilla though. We kind of get that yes. vibe. Tom, who's the groom, almost gets shot uh, while, while trying to put a just married sign on a boat for his bride to be, Darcy. And the security guard who was going to shoot him thought he was a pirate. So you see a sign kind of thing quickly. Yes. And I literally have, it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, it says, beware of pirates. So we kind of see that there's some issues that are going to arise. Darcy's dad, Robert, shows up with his uh, new yoga girlfriend. Uh, she was actually Janet in the TV show, The Good Place. And she was very good in this. I hope she we see Harriet. her in more things. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was also phenomenal in The Good Place. Like, so good. Yes, yeah. So a helicopter shows up at the rehearsal dinner. And it's Lenny Kravitz. I'm sorry, Sean. Um, Great <laughs> entrance for Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> so too. Good. It was so, like... Shirt totally unbuttoned, very like. When Darcy's sister says it looks like he was leading a porn safari, <laughs> yes, I burst yeah. out laughing because I'm like, it does, it really does. And of course, like Tom's here, like this is my ex. I'm about to get married to Darcy tomorrow, and freaking Sean shows up. His, totally, yeah, yeah. He even makes the comment. He's like, Sean, it looks like you've missed some buttons on your shirt like all of them like why are you essentially shirtless here lenny kravitz love him or hate him dude's got a great body yes 
Yeah. And they knew they're shooting this. They're like, we got a, a like unbuttoned shirt all the time. I feel like that's how he like that's his his vibe though. Is that how he you lives know? his I life? I feel like <laughs> that's how I want him to live his life. That's how I picture it. I think um leading porn safaris across across the world. Leading porn safaris <laughs> never buttoning up shirts. That is it's kind of like um 2000s Matthew McConaughey became 2020 uh, Lenny Kravitz. They're yeah. like the same guy 20 20 years apart cuz Matthew McConaughey you couldn't put a shirt on him for no, like 5 years. No, you can keep it on. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so sean goes up and he actually gives a speech at the rehearsal dinner after after the bride and groom give their speech like okay who does that and he tells everybody that him and darcy used to be engaged and yeah. then he goes on to say a quote in balinese it's like a swear word yeah. in balinese yeah so <laughs> He's pissed and whatever. So after dinner. Whoa, oh, we sorry. miss Tom's horrible speech. So Tom gets oh, up there. Yes. He does a speech. Doesn't it kind of falls flat a little bit. Sean gives a speech. Amazing. Yeah. Can we do uh, worst wedding speeches? Yes. <clears throat> Found these stories off of. Oh, my God. Reddit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've also been at weddings where speeches have been really super weird or awkward and not funny. What do you think is number one? Uh, red flag for speeches. What do you want to avoid? The first thing. Well, you want to avoid personal stories that only you and the person get. Well, I was going to say the easiest one is be tight in terms of time. Don't like there's going to be, especially when when you're at a wedding where there's like 10 speeches and somebody goes on for like 15 minutes and it's between courses. Yes. When I'm waiting, I can see the servers are like, should we continue serving? The speech is happening. Like, no, give me, give me the food, baby. I've been to a wedding where like the speech was like 10 pages long. I think everybody's been to one of those weddings. Pro tip. Don't do it. This story says the parents of the groom stood up there for their speech and went through each age. No, the groom was 30. No. <laughs> they read blurbs from his report cards. Oh, my God. The speech was insanely long. Just awkward all around. This next story. The best man said, when you told me that someday I would be your best man, I never thought it would be half a year later. I just hope you know what you're doing. <gasps> I guess oh the couple God. got together extremely quickly. Groom <sighs> asked the best man, can you be my best man? And he's like, cool, thinking like, in the you future. guys just started dating. Oh, wow. They were divorced four months later. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they had only been dating for a couple months at the time. Wow. That's uh, a... Okay. Yeah. This one's good. At a wedding I went to recently, during his speech, the best man went off on a super awkward tangent about how he lost his virginity to... No. To who? Somebody to the bride, Sarah. Come on! I thought it was like one of the bridesmaids or something. I was gonna say that's awkward. Oh no, bride, bro! Oh gosh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Oh wow! I wish I was on in that crowd. Do you want to be in the crowd? Yeah, that (laughs) that's super awkward. Because that's awkward and not yeah. Like, why would you bring that up? That's why would you put that in a speech? Why would you think that's appropriate to talk about right now? Have someone vet your speech before you go up. This person said, uh, my brother's best friend, been best friends since uh, childhood, gave a speech at his wedding that lasted about five minutes. He said nothing about the bride at all, only mentioned that my brother was a good guy, and then proceeded to talk about his failed marriage <laughs> to his ex-wife, who was in attendance at the wedding. He brought up their child custody battle and how much it pained him to see how happy the newlyweds looked oh since God. it brought back memories of his own failed marriage. That's really... 
something. That's a lot. And to top it all off, he uh, <laughs> delivered the entire speech in unemotional no. monotone. So it was like <laughs> going through a custody a battle. <laughs> my, my marriage failed. <laughs> Makes me sad to see you guys knowing how, how my marriage ended up. Oh my God. That's like the worst. You, oh God, it's so awkward. But like as a guest, I feel like it would just be like juicy. <laughs> would you you're just you know? here for the tea hey yeah. sarah, sarah wants the drama <laughs> no i don't want well yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's awkward <laughs> sitting through those you might as well have some fun i mean the good speeches are great like oh yeah yeah they're it's always great when like speeches are phenomenal but like awkward speeches yeah give me some tea oh you, you want the awkward okay good to know after the rehearsal dinner, Darcy and Tom are back in their uh, in their room, and all Darcy wants to do is spend time with Tom. No, she wants to have Get sex a little with Tom. Busy. Yeah, come on. And J Lo's body. Listen, I yeah. I don't feel inappropriate talking about this because they went into this film being like J Lo's got a rock and bod, yeah. and we're gonna have an entire scene dedicated to just like look at how good she yes. looks. Yes, and then we're gonna have Jennifer Coolidge ask her if it's genetic oh yeah and then <laughs> tom's mom jennifer coolidge carol rolls in and she's like i just want to ask and, and i hope it's okay is that genetics or is it like pilates oh mom now's not the time we jump to the next day yes yeah, so we jump to the next day and it's the wedding day pirates have rolled up to the dock <laughs> Yes. What? Everybody's getting ready for the ceremony. Tom and Darcy actually went off to like this really beautiful waterfall to bicker. They're in the middle of a fight. They actually are preparing to call off the wedding. Yeah. So before that, though, Darcy's in her room getting getting ready and she's getting all her hair done and her sister rolls up late and Darcy's pissed because she was supposed to do her hair. But her sister tells her that she ended up sleeping with the best man, Ricky, the night before because she was in the mood for something that just didn't feel right, like ordering a burger at a sushi bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. You should never order a burger at a sushi bar. Yeah. What are some things you'd never order at specific restaurants? Like stuff that you shouldn't do. I would never order a steak at Red Lobster. Oh, that's good. They specialize in certain things for a reason. Don't go outside of that. Okay, can I tell you, like, I, I somewhat disagree with this just because I have one of these. Okay. One of these things that doesn't make sense, but it's good. Oh, right. There's a sports bar that I truly, uh, you know, enjoy to frequent, but like sports bars are, what am I going to get? I'm going to get wings, food. nachos, burgers, mm-hmm. and beer. That's yeah. that's what's on the menu. This place makes a pristine pad thai, everybody. What? And every time I go, I'm like, yo, the the pad thai is actually sick. And inevitably, I'm all around dudes like it's after a baseball game or it's after something. And they're like, shut the F up, bro. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm always left being the only idiot ordering the pad thai because nobody realizes that it's delicious. Oh, my God. That's a random food item. Yeah. Okay. And it's a sports bar. So everybody's like, dude, you're disgusting. The pad thai at a sports bar. Absolutely not. I am somebody who doesn't like who doesn't like to have like an, a lemon or a lime added to my drink like if somebody goes oh do you want water oh do you want lemon with that no because those lemon wedges are cut by somebody's hands yes. then put in a bowl oh, sit behind sit the bar yeah, okay, and okay. then people will go they don't have they don't put gloves on every time they're making drinks to go and grab it in and put it in a drink they're sitting there 
all day and people's hands are all over them. So you're like 100% no fruit in the drink? I mean, like... What if somebody's doing it right in the moment? Like, boom, boom, boom. Cutting it? Yeah. Then yeah, sure. But like, no fruit in a drink ever. I feel like I've seen you I mean, I've had a sangria and stuff, but I feel like that's not like lemons and limes just sitting there. You would never have a lemon or a lime in a beverage. I don't know. It depends. Ooh. Depends if I've had a few drinks too. I feel <laughs> I like we've care. been in different countries <laughs> and you've had lemon and lime and like touristy trap places where oh, yeah. you know it's I've been had, sitting there I've forever. I've had an orange on my Aperol spritz. Okay. Can I tell you something that's like, this is the weirdest Devin quirk. I can't believe I'm revealing this in the pod. Okay. The, I, I don't know what it is. The number one. This is Devin's recipe for killing a hangover. The number one oh thing you do God. to kill a hangover. This is statistically true. I have proven he's, this. This is scientific also, fact. Yes, he's also had friends prove this <clears throat> as well for him. Oranges or anything citrus. <laughs> you want to crush like a whole ass orange when you get home or like nectarines. Hit me with some mandarins. But here's the Sitting thing. Sitting there eating an orange. If it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> and it's last call and there's nobody at the bar, I've done this multiple Ugh, occasions. Yeah, I'll ask the bartender, like, yo, you, so you've been rocking some oranges today? And they're like, what? And I'm like, have you, like, peeled an orange and put, like, some orange peel on a drink? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so you got an orange back there? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, toss it over, buddy. Let's go. I, I've genuinely been at the bar at 2 a.m. on multiple occasions just crushing an orange. Yeah, you've also done that with lemon slices from behind the bar. It's disgusting. Oh, I've not done that with lemon I, slices. Yes, you have. No. I, yes, you have. Eating a lemon I slice? I have seen it. No, I have yes. not done that. Okay, well. Because that is not part of the hangover cure, you Sarah. Ran, you said anything citrus. Yeah, no, that, that's lemon different. Is a no, no, no. I mean, in the in like the genus of orange. Oh, good okay? God! It's got to be I in am, that realm. Honestly, I am clementines, for mandarins. Sure thinking I saw a lemon, but anyway, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Remember, it's two a.m. and you had a few, so whatever. Anyway, so like we're on opposite ends here. I'm literally crushing an orange that people have been peeling all day. Disgusting. It works, ladies and gentlemen. E. Coli. It works. E. Coli. <laughs> Maybe haven't had it yet, so. <laughs> God, thank God. That's why you drink the alcohol, Sarah. <laughs> Kills any of the E. coli. We're good. It's a great combination. Oh, my God. So Darcy has agreed to wear Carol's dress, and it's like this big, floofy dress. And she says, yeah, something doesn't feel right. So she texts Tom, and they go and talk. And, yeah, so they're, they're almost going to call off the wedding. And then all of a sudden, the guests are starting to get worried about where they are because they're not there. And the pirates attack. Dun, dun, dun. They get everybody into the pool and they start calling everyone's name. And this is my best scene. Oh, really? <laughs> my best scene is when, and honestly, like she's Carol, Tom's mom is like, she's, she's such a wonderful lady, it seems. And she's really dumb. Yeah, she's very innocent. She's very naive. They call, who do they call? Do they call Robert's they name? They call Robert's name. They yeah. call Robert's And of course, nobody's actually going to like, yeah. why do the pirates need me? Like, nobody's going to say it. Robert Rivera. Robert. Robert. They're calling you. Thanks a lot, Carol. <laughs> she's Robert, like, they're calling your name. Like it's class and Sarah's trying to wave down the, the airplane musicians by raising what? her hand. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Robert. So he gets up and anyway, he goes to get interrogated and whatever. But this scene, just like Carol is such a hilarious idiot that I loved it. And it just kicks off the pool scenes for the rest of the movie. I have to say like all the pool scenes are my best scene, but this one is the kickoff to the best. 
Tom goes to find Darcy and she's having a, and this is after they've actually like Darcy's given her ring back and they're basically called off the wedding. So now we have a few things happen. Uh, Tom and Darcy attempt to get away from the pirates, but unfortunately uh, they get captured because they didn't really pull it off very, very well. Um, We also see back at the pool, Robert is taken into this other room and we learn that the purpose here is that they're trying to get money from Robert. Darcy's father, Robert, has a lot of money. And he says, until my daughter's here, I'm not giving you guys a dime. Well, that's great, because Tom and Darcy are now in a golf cart captured by pirates going towards uh, the pool area. Until Darcy sets one of their heads on fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody rolls out of the golf cart as it's like going over a cliff. And also, oh yeah, they, they get into the forest and then there's this yes. exchange with another pirate. Mm-hmm. Tom ends up killing that dude. And he, um, uh, randomly, Darcy grabbed a grenade from this guy. Yeah. He pulled a pin to try to throw a grenade at them. Darcy has the grenade. She doesn't realize that the pin's been pulled, so if she lets go of it, the fuse would start running and it would blow up. That becomes important later. But they end up traveling to... Tom comes up with a good idea. He's like, we got to get cell phone reception. They end up traveling through the through this forest to <laughs> the this, high point. Yeah, the there's like point. a tower out there. They climb the tower. Some guys, some more pirates, end up seeing them climbing the tower. So they start shooting at them. There's a zip lining incident yeah, where perfect, perfect placing. Right. Placement. Wow. What do you know? Darcy <laughs> and Tom get on the zip line. She tosses the grenade at the guys. We're, we're finding something interesting about this movie in that Tom seems to be too five steps ahead of everything whereas Darcy's more like a every plan just needs one step yes it's kind of an interesting duality to their relationship and it's something that they end up having to work through because remember at this point they're still bickering Mm -hmm. this entire time they're upset with each other (laughs) for like 40 minutes of this movie so back at the pool, Carol gets up and tells the pirates to come out, and they do. And she says, my name is Carol, and I don't deserve to die. Oh, this was close to my best she, scene. Okay, this. I saw it on Good Morning America. If you humanize yourself to them, they let you live. I am a wife. I am a mother. And I was Milford, Michigan's top realtor in 1998 and again in 2007. Everybody stands up. And starts doing it one after another. And I'm just dying laughing. Like I am honest to God bursting out laughing during this scene because she is so funny and everybody's just like, I'm a mom and I'm, I don't deserve to die. It's just so funny. So the other pirates are still on the hunt for, um, for them, but Darcy and Tom get to the main area where the pool is and they use a meat cutter to cut through the zip ties. Tom cuts his his hand and Darcy has a like a severe like I can't see blood or else I'll faint. She faints. Another pirate comes in and Tom ends up I think killing her as well. And Tom ends up killing a lot of people in yeah, this movie. Yeah, I'd love to know the full body count. Um, and sh- and Darcy says to Tom like I thought you left, and he said I never would. I'll never leave you. And so you can start to see the little mending there of their relationship. They're working their way back. Fun fact about your friend Devin: I have cut myself on a deli meat slicer. Yeah, because you used to work in a deli. I I work two delis. If you want to know about sandwich meat, it's a weird thing that I have an in-depth knowledge on. (laughs) Uh, But I also did cut my thumb on one of the deli slicers. And it's like that thing is sharp. sharp. 
So they go to Margie's office. Margie is the one who she's kind of like the general manager of the resort. And we find out that her and her husband have been hiding in a bunker under the office. And they go there. Darcy and Tom go there to fix his hand. They also find out um, when Margie's talking that pirates have come to the island before and looted the guests and then left in 20 minutes. They've been there. Pirates have been there previously, stolen from the guests and then just left. Which Darcy's pretty upset with Tom about. But it is an interesting story, and it comes up later, that these pirates appear to be different than what everybody was expecting. Yes, yeah. So Darcy and Tom in this bunker, they end up fighting about the wedding and their insecurities and if they really want to be together. And Tom stole earlier uh, a radio off of one of the pirates, and another pirate comes into Margie's office at the same time and radios into the main guy at the pool. Well, Tom's radio in his pocket goes off, and so he it echoes. They realize that somebody is in this area. That's what the pirates realize. As well, Margie and the other staff member there, they make a comment because the pirates switch from speaking English to speaking yes. what we thought would be uh, Filipino, but they're actually speaking something else. That's what Margie remarks. She's like, they're not, I, I don't understand what they're saying, actually, which is... Another fascinating fact. Yes. And so Tom sacrifices himself to keep Darcy safe. He goes up and surrenders himself and they bring him to the pool. And Tom has put it all together. Tom says the Balinese quote that Sean said during his speech during the rehearsal dinner to the pirate and the pirate freaks out, hits Tom in the face with his gun. And Tom realizes that they're Balinese and that Sean is the one who has set this entire thing up. He's the one that's taken everybody hostage for the money. So Tom takes Sean hostage. <laughs> it's interesting strategy, but he also, he explains it to the group, and it's it's funny, because everybody in the wedding loves Sean, so he's explaining, like, guys, like, they know Balinese, and everybody's like, yeah, so? And they're like, Sean works in Bali. Like, they know each other, and he, he ended up explaining it to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, right. Sean admits it. He's like, oh, God, like you <laughs> yeah. got me. Whatever. Yeah. It's Lenny. It's been Lenny Kravitz the whole time. So Sean takes the chopper to go and find Darcy. And because Tom makes it up that they split up and, and Darcy went one way, Tom went the other, and, and she's around the island. So Sean takes Harriet, the yoga girlfriend of Robert's. Yeah. And oh, yeah. They're together, by the way. Yes. Harriet was out. with Robert, but she... Was actually this whole time with Lenny Kravitz, Sean. Yes, she's in on the heist. She's in on the heist. Darcy is, in fact, still in the bunker, and she comes through this tunnel and apologizes to Tom with a shotgun in hand. And I think this is where we get the shotgun wedding. Ho ho. Ho She gets everybody else to have some breakthroughs about themselves as well in the pool. A lot happens in this pool. A lot of healing happens in this pool. So quickly, quick thinking, Tom and Darcy come up with the idea that we need to stage a wedding so that they can overthrow the rest of the pirates and everybody kind of gets on each other's side and Carol starts, this was this my your best, best scene? scene? Okay, yeah, I was like, when they this start, has to be. They start singing, uh, I'll be... Edwin McCain, which is also a throwback to uh, a Cinderella story. It is. It with, is also a quick fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just so, so quintessentially a romantic comedy. <laughs> like it, it is. I'll give it a little bit cliche, a little bit cheesy. Yep. Still love to see it, though. That's the kind of cheese that we can appreciate. Everybody's singing along to all be. Um, and they end <laughs> up they, they end up doing just enough to kind of like distract 
the two pirates who were there, like kind of like watching the ceremony. And um, Darcy, now that she's figured out the whole grenade thing, (laughs) she grabs the grenade from one of them and she pulls the pin and she's like, if you kill me, I'm going to drop this thing and we all die. The one pirate drops his gun. The other one just scoots off and ditches. And Jennifer Coolidge, Carol, Carol picks up the gun of the original pirate and like shoots him. Yeah. It's just shooting away at him. Hilarious. We get like a really good slow-mo of Jennifer Coolidge. Just like, <laughs> do, 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 like shooting at him. Um, very action movie-esque. Hilarious. So Darcy and Tom run to the dock and one of the pirates is taking selfies and they overthrow him, get his cell phone, and then they run to the boat to get help. But before that, Sean starts shooting at them because he's come back from the chopper and they knock him over with a kayak and they get in this boat. While driving the boat away to try to get to to the next island, the chopper that Sean was in, which Harriet is now in, comes right for them and Sean makes it on board onto the boat because he was knocked over but grabbed a rope on the back of the boat and... Everybody's shooting at them. We get a fight scene with Tom and Sean on the boat. We get Harriet shooting at them um, from the helicopter. At one point, it you know the like the parasailing thing. It's kind of yeah. like that, right? Like Tom and Sean get sucked up in the parachute of this like parasailing thing, and Tom uses Darcy's old like. Uh, hair extension yeah. to like <laughs> zip line his way back to the boat. And I then forgot about that <laughs> man. And this was a great kind of finale to the film because they end up cutting the rope for, for the parasail. Yeah. So Sean gets uh, whipped up into the helicopter. The helicopter crashes, crashes Harriet and Sean are dead and all has been saved. Yes. So after they get to the shore, Darcy says she wants to keep going and, and wants a relationship with Tom and Tom gives her her ring back and Darcy proposes to Tom and all is well in the world. They finally have a real wedding and they get married. And they get married, ladies and gentlemen. Now, one thing that is extremely clear in this film that J-Lo looks friggin' great, guys. Yeah. They, and the film makes a point to show that off. Multiple moments. Even by the end, her wedding dress is in tatters. It's basically her midsection and her legs and, like, (laughs) her shoulders are covered, essentially. So I have a game for you, Sarah. Okay. We need to talk about how ageless J-Lo is. She is ageless. I think this is, there's an interesting thing here because I think in the 90s and early 2000s, Age was a weird thing for just media. Like we made people out to be a lot older than they were or just made them feel like they were a lot older than they were. So J-Lo is currently 53 years old. The game is... God, she looks good. Older or younger than J-Lo. Okay. The TV show, The Golden Girls. It started in 1985. Rue McClanahan played Blanche... Like the TV series or the people in it? Like, I'm talking about the human being, <laughs> Rue McClanahan. In 1985, mm-hmm. when that show began, was she older or younger than J-Lo is right now? Younger. She was younger. She was 51 when wow. that show started. okay. As if you picked younger on that. You're killing me, Sarah. Sorry. The point of this was to just, <laughs> like, that shows the friggin' Golden Girls. They made them out to be ancient. I know they did. And J-Lo is older than Blanche was when that show started. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that 70s show premiered in 1998. Kurtwood Smith plays Red Foreman. Okay. 
Kurtwood Smith, older or younger than J-Lo when that show started? Older. Older. He was 55. He was two years older than her. Yeah. Wow, you're nailing it, Sarah. Oh, what about his wife, Kitty Foreman, played by Deborah Jo Rupp? When it when it premiered? When it premiered in 1998. Younger. She was younger. Yes. She was six years younger than J-Lo. She was 47. Wow. She looks good. She looks great. But they, like, once again, the yes. premise was like, oh, my God, Kitty Foreman. So Older parents. Old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> your favorite, the Gilmore Girls. Oh, yes. Premiered in 2000. Kelly Bishop plays Emily Gilmore. When that show started, was Kelly Bishop older or younger than J-Lo is right younger. now? Younger. Older. Oh, dang. I was on a roll. Kelly Bishop was 56, but only oh, three years older. Yeah, yeah. She was that's the grandma. Insane. She was the grandma of a teenager. Yeah, that's crazy. And she was only 56. Yeah, that's wild. Finally, the sitcom Frasier premiered in 1993. The old man, the father of that series, Martin Crane was played by John Mahoney. Was John older or younger than J-Lo at the premiere of I'm going to get, I don't know, because I never watched the show. So I never watched this He's one. He's like an old man. Um, I'm going to say younger. The exact same age. She oh, was also 53 at was the premiere. Of, yeah, it was a trick question. Trick question. Just, to, just to demonstrate. That is wild. And I, I hope that maybe Hollywood and media in general are going in a, better direction in terms of like, yeah, JLo's 53. She can still be like, like your life doesn't end at 50 guys. Yeah. Like you can still, you can still have fun stories. You're there still can, young we can at st- 50. Good yeah, God. We can still write stories for actors and actresses into their fifties where they're the main characters of something like this. And it yeah. can still be good. They don't have to be like, Oh, they've aged out of being the father figure. They need to be the grandfather now. Or, yeah. It's ridiculous. Blanche on the Gilmore girls was 51. That blows my on mind. On the golden girls. That blows my mind. Yeah. Quick facts. Jennifer Coolidge and Josh Duomo play mother and son, even though they're only 11 years apart. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> This movie was filmed in uh, Dominican Republic. This movie was due to come out last year, but was pushed to 2023 instead. Josh Duomo has played opposite Jennifer Garner in Love, Simon and J-Lo in this movie, both of whom married Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's such a weird quirk. I know. <laughs> Just threw that in there, you know? That's so odd. <laughs> Sonia Braga, who plays J-Lo's mother, also played her mother in the movie Angel Eyes from 2001. At one point in 2019, Ryan Reynolds was set to star in the movie as Tom before Army Hammer was cast. In January 2021, Hammer exited the project amid controversy and was replaced by Josh Duhamel. Ryan Reynolds is a producer on this movie as well. Wow. What a story. I don't even want to touch the Army Hammer thing, but uh, Ryan Reynolds, I could actually see a little bit. Oh, definitely. I thought, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. The song Jennifer Coolidge starts for the wedding guests in the pool is I'll Be by Edwin McCain. The same song is played while Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray dance in the movie A Cinderella Story. Jennifer Coolidge also appears in that movie. As the evil stepmother. Cheech Marin owns what many consider to be the largest collection of Chicano art in America and is recognized today as a preeminent advocate for the culture's art, comprising paintings, drawings, prints, sculptures, photography, and more. His collection now serves as the core of the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture of the Riverside Art Museum, which opened in June 2022. 
Jennifer Lopez creates Pinterest boards and vision boards to help prepare for a role. This helps her get a sense of who her character is by thinking about what would be on their own vision board. I feel like I want to know more about this and I want to know if this is actually real. Yes. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know. In 2022, Lenny Kravitz launched his own Sotol-based spirits brand. Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel have known each other for over 20 years, but this is their very first time starring in a movie together. Cheech Marin won the first Celebrity Jeopardy tournament in 1992. He returned in 2010 and topped journalist Anderson Cooper and actress Aisha Tyler on Celebrity Jeopardy's Million Dollar Celebrity Invitational. During production, the cast would match each other's previous films, including titles such as Up in Smoke, starring Cheech Marin. Actor Steve Coulter would moderate fun, impromptu Q's and A's. Most of the cast, including Lenny Kravitz, Jennifer Coolidge, and Darcy Carden, stayed in a complex together where they ate dinner most nights together. Oh, cute. Israeli fashion designer Galia Lahav and costume designer Mitchell Travers worked together to create 28 different dresses for the character of Darcy in order to meet the demands of having her go on such wild adventures in her gown throughout the movie. Both Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel had weddings in real life not long before this movie premiered. Lopez married actor Ben Affleck in August 2022 and Duhamel tied the knot with 2016 Miss World America Audra Mary in September 2022. Honorable mentions. I think it's got to be Jennifer Lopez's workout regimen. Whatever <laughs> whatever in the world she is doing, it's unbelievable. Also, I will be the poster person for JLo should be in every single skincare ad. Mm. Give her Peloton. Yeah. Give her just just smoothies, cleanses, creams, whatever it is. She should be the spokesperson for <laughs> all of them. Don't know what she's doing. Working fantastically, though. You'd like to look like her, right? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I was just going to say, At who 53, wouldn't? who wouldn't? I know, seriously. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, literally, I don't believe it. <laughs> is Are we sure that's still J-Lo? Cloned herself oh, like 10 like years Apple earlier? Living. Uh, yeah, she died. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so my honorable mention is the cake knife that Carol gifts <laughs> to Darcy in the beginning of the movie because it comes in handy multiple times throughout this film. And it is the star of the show alongside Darcy and Tom. What should have been? I don't have any what should have been for the movie. I thought it was fun. It was fun. I mean, I'm just going to mention what I mentioned off the yeah. top. The shtick of the main love interest. They need to fight for 40 minutes in an action rom-com just for it to be fun. And like we talked about, it does happen. Bounty hunters. Yeah. Killers. Mr. and Miss Smith. Even date night, there was a little bit of bickering. And game night, there was less. Mm-hmm. But there was still a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think it's that the added feature of the action requires the bickering to be a part of it as well. It's like it can't be why. just a rom-com. They can't just fall in love or be in love or whatever. It needs, like, we throw action in there. Oh, bickering comes but alongside. But you got a bicker as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah I wow. see. I get that totally. I guess there's, like, a character arc in all of these of them bickering and them learning how to work better together or something. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, why don't why don't we try it without just this one time, just just to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah, you know, overall rewatchability. So I've got chemistry two point eight, storyline a three point five, thirst factor a four point two, uh, imagination a two point eight, soundtrack a four point two though. 
You remember this film opened up with a Michael Bublé hit? <laughs> There's Edwin McCain, I'll Be There. There's good hit songs in here. Uh, Cheese, I'm going to give it 2.7 for an overall score of a 3.36. This is a very go in with moderate expectations. You will be entertained. You will be, uh, you will laugh. You'll have a good time. It's not going to blow your socks off, but this is a solid, solid uh, new romantic comedy. So I have chemistry 3.75, storyline 2.5, thirst factor 5, imagination 2.5, soundtrack 3.5, cheese 3.85 for an overall score of 3.51. Okay. Yeah. I could see it being higher. Like, this is a solid film, honestly. It's fun. It's an action rom-com. It's fun. Yeah, toss it on. It gives you everything. And it can be found on Amazon Prime. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Shotgun Wedding. Wherever you are listening to us, if you made it this far on the podcast, you can probably do a few things. You can probably follow us on Instagram because I think you like us that much. You can also probably give us a review that's five stars because clearly you made it this far, so you probably like us a little bit. (laughs) And uh, wherever you're listening, if you want to subscribe, follow so that you're updated on new episodes, that would be swell. Thanks for listening.